What's up, everyone? I'm Peter, a designer for Random Golf Club, and Eric is giving me 30 seconds to talk about something special we released last month, the Sherpa jacket. Usually when I play winter golf, I toss on like four of the most random things from my closet and just accept that I'm going to be freezing by the turn. That's why we took your favorite fleece and made it so you can actually swing in it. That means underarm ribbing for flexibility and a pretty chill zipper pocket on the left chest. And it's crazy warm. We only have a few left, so head to the link in the description and grab a Sherpa from the shop. Okay, back to the pod. All right, what's up? Welcome to the Arcane's Link Show. This is the Q&A pod. What's your first question, JoJo? Are these just questions you wrote? Yeah, and the hardest part was coming up with all the fake names. <laughs> so, sorry that 18 of them are by JoJo. I just, <laughs> <laughs> lack of imagination. My, uh, fuck, my mic stand is all fucked. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so look, here's the deal, guys. Um, I found this fucking grocery in Austin called Tiny Grocer. The place is smaller than, honestly, an airport bathroom, but it has some of the best food I've ever seen, and it's all, like, cute as hell. Like, I went in there today, and I got a banana cream pie. Joe, you saw me eat it. It is so... They, yesterday, I had a peanut butter mousse pie. I'm into pie. I've gotten into pie in 2022. It's a short year so far, but I've had pie every day. Um, some of you have been listening since the paleo cookie days. And, um, you know, now I'm into pie and tiny grocery, you know, it's a good spot. They have a, they have like somehow they pack a big punch in this place. I had a sandwich today that had Calabrian chili and I didn't even know what that was, but I had to tell them not to put it in. What is it? I had a feeling it was spicy and I was right. Anything from Calabria, you know, that pack, that's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of letters, you know? That many letters, jala, jalapeno, it's a lot of letters. The more letters that it has, the spicier it is. That's a, that's what my Latin teacher told me. Okay, we have some questions for you. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, this one comes from Travis J. McGuire. What's up, Travi? Uh, will we see more EAL shot-for-shot course vlogs in 2022? I mean, I, uh, I've been thinking about how we can improvise on this, and I was thinking we did, we had such a good pod with Peter Finch recently that we should do a uh, – I want to do a course vlog where me and Pete both comment on it. And I want to do one with him too where he records his course vlog and then we air it on our channel where he and I both go back and forth on it. Maybe we even play the same course. I don't even know. Maybe I fly to Manchester. I don't know. It's possible. Uh, we, we definitely want to see Texas Pete one more time. Oh, my God. He has such a terrible Texas <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, man. Uh, nine days off vaping. Is there a question there about vaping? There is now. This one question comes from JoJo. Uh, how yeah. does it feel being nine days off vaping? Well, here's the thing. I want to get it out there because a lot of people don't know that I used to vape. And it's because it's a big secret. And the thing about secrets is, is that they ultimately put you in a position where you're not like – living in the stream of life you know what i mean and most people are just like shut the fuck up eric but i don't know i basically like was a smoker for a long time and most of you probably know that because i copped up to that but then i basically got into vaping it was actually while we were in charlevoix shooting the belvedere episode remember we shot the uh the uh hickory episode of adventures in golf we were out at some random bar at like 2 a.m in the middle of nowhere and there was this person vaping a, a cute girl fine and I was like, what is that? And she's like, it's a jewel. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And that was the day I got into vaping. And then basically it's been a, a, a very difficult relationship for the last several years 
Christmas Day 2021, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Honestly, I feel bad. I threw them all out of the window on I-75 in Florida. I had a lot in the car. <laughs> it was like I it was like a bomb. You know, I feel bad. I littered. You know what? But I littered in the name of I mean, it's Florida, first of all. And second of all, it's like it was about my health, my personal health that would maybe even create a more healthy experience for the world. So all this is to say is that look, if you're young or old or whatever you're doing, you don't have to vape. And there's a great book that I read called The Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Just sub out the word smoking for vaping. Alan Carr, the guy's a legend. He's helped millions of people quit the nasty habit. And so if you're into it and you don't want to be anymore, I'm with you. Other people are with you. Let's make shirts that say down, you know, like, no, vape, birdies, not vapes. Say no to vapes. Ace is not vapes. It was what you were, I-75, you threw it out the window of the car? Yeah, just north of Alcala. You shouldn't feel bad. I mean, someone scooped those up before they hit the ground. <laughs> I was going like 100. Yeah, I went out one at a time, like little tiny missiles. But anyway, all that is to say is, you know, I, I, I'm now able to cop to it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to, ses- to cessate, to cessate, ses- to have some cessation. Anyway, whatever. That's my answer. That's answered my. I answered my own question. I have to ask, any road trip stories when you're coming back from Florida? Oh well, I already told you one of them when I was in Baytown. Oh, the the car a, and the yeah. There was a guy. <laughs> there was middle of the night. I was driving and I was in the left lane and I was looked up and I was like, "That's weird. That guy looks like he's in my lane driving at me." Sure enough, there was a. What is going on with the? Is there a car alarm going on? Yeah, I think there are two. We live on the quietest street. We. <laughs> Joe, just my roommate. Yeah, I live in, I live in the podcast studio. Uh, anyway, there was a guy driving at me on 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 I ten, just driving at me, going. It was a, a collective speed of one hundred and sixty miles an hour between the two of you. Yeah, and I just pulled over and I was like, I think that guy's driving at me in my lane, and sure enough, he was. And it was like it all happened so fast that it was just kind of like, huh, okay, cool. Well, I guess we're moving on from that. I mean, just think about that. That's instant death. It'd be so ironic to have be three days off vaping and then just get hit by a car driving at you in your own lane on on an interstate. Like at that point, would you kind of wish you were still vaping? Because it wouldn't have mattered. I don't know. Wouldn't part of you be like happy to? You just want to go out clean. Yeah, happy to have made just one big choice. Yeah, I guess so. There's a rumor that Bill W., the guy who started AA, uh, had a drink on his deathbed. He was like, "Give me a drink." They were like, "You're done," and he was like, "I'll have a double." Something like that, man. But also, I kind of can't blame him. There's got to be something. It's not even about the drink at that point, right? It's that here's one thing. Yeah. Look, this is a golf podcast, but I just got to say one more thing. I am down to try ayahuasca. Wow. Yeah. That's the best New Year's resolution I've ever heard. <laughs> That's just, I mean, you know where they they have it at one of our Adventures in Golf episodes in Amazon. Amazon Golf in um um Peru. In Peru, yeah, that's what I was just asked. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they do it there. Bourdain actually went there in season one. I didn't even notice. I didn't even know that. But, uh, yeah, we could go there and do – I don't think we would do, like, let's take ayahuasca and go play golf. I think that might, the shaman might be like, I'm not down. But I think I'm just going to go do ayahuasca there while – before or after filming. When, it, when would you do that? February, March. Get ready for that podcast. <laughs> I'll bring the mic. Q- big Q&A time. Heavy Q&A. The questions are just like, why? <laughs> okay, anyway, moving on. This is a golf podcast. Yeah, here's one from Rabbi Mark Swings. Ooh. One hole, one club, 
one playing partner, one song. Mm. This is the first tee shot. You got to pick the hole, the club, the playing partner, and the song. Wow. The hole, the club, the playing partner, and the song. I mean, I'm just going to reflect Life Imitates Art. It's Stuart at the 18th hole at St. Andrews at sunset, and we're listening to, honestly, the song that plays in the vlog, Where Are You My Brother, you know? Um, I don't remember the name of the band, but uh, that was a, that, that's kind of one of those moments that, like, as I watch the film back, I am pressed to believe that it even happened. It's so much bigger and better than the actual experience, which is kind of one of the fun parts about filmmaking is that you kind of get to, um, you know, paint a picture of what happened sometimes in a way that's more magical than it actually happening, except this is a situation where it actually happened that way. But, I mean, granted, you're taking a 12-hour experience and compressing it into 30 minutes. Of course, you're talking about highlights. It's like a football game, you know, four hours, and then you see it in the equivalent of a football game into a video vlog of a golf experience would be for the, the football game highlights would be like 90 seconds. Like that's hard to get through a game in 90 seconds. It's all of the most amazing plays. So anyway, Stewart at the old course, 18th hole. Oh, what club? Big dog. Just, I'm trying to drive the green downwind. You could do it. Yeah. You're also choosing a downwind in this scenario. Yeah. yeah. You get to (laughs) I'm playing with the wind, yeah. Do you ever remember things that you, that have happened to you through the lens of the camera? Like, Oh, does, for sure. Does your memory get conflicted? Yeah. Well, and that's, that's actually scientific. Yeah, like I don't remember. Like people will even – like I will remember things about my childhood, but really I'm just re- – I'm reciting to you a photo of a story. You know, and yeah, for sure. It's the same with the videos. Like I, I've ingrained these memories of all of these things that like – you know, the things that happened what, that it didn't make. Like, I would like to go back and watch the unedited portions. Like, what didn't make the cut? That would be interesting. It's actually really interesting. We should actually cut, recut all of the Scotland episodes and, like, do, a do like, a behind-the-scenes. I don't know how that would work, but anyway, whatever. Here's a question <clears throat> from, a golf pod. from Mike Jarmus. Oh, I love Mike. What's up, Mike? Dream RGC meetup location. You get to choose anywhere. Just one of them. Oh, wow. Dream RGC meetup location. Okay, cool. Ready? Check it out, Mike. Somewhere about, like, it would be a couple hour to a couple hours east of Austin where there would be, like, this kind of real raw farm dog golf course, like a, like a nine-hole meetup course with no bunkers, wide fairways, no par fives, and all the fairways kind of intersect and they're right next to each other so everyone can hang out easy par threes, flat greens. You can make pars and make birdies, maybe even make a hole in one. And right afterwards, there's like a clubhouse next to it. That's just, it's like big on the side. It's just like random golf club on it, you know? And like, you're just hanging out there and it never closes and uh, members get free drinks. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. Mike, what do you think? Give me a couple of years. We're working on it. Yeah. Stay tuned. Also don't tell anybody. It's a big, big top secret. Tommy on TV asks, what have you been listening to lately? T O T. You know what I've been listening to is um, I uh, I just got into Zhu. Do you know about this band? No. How do you spell it? Z H U. Can I play a song? Uh, twelve seconds, royalty free. Really? Yeah. Ready? Is this it? 
Are you asking me? This is what I'm going to listen to when I take ayahuasca. Anyway, that's a five-minute song. Um, but honestly, a lot of... You know, I've been listening to a lot of this. You want to see... Here's a song I've been listening to. Oh, a little out of country. Just so peaceful. At a time when the world seems to be Ooh. Hopelessly control. The name of the song is called Hands on the Wheel. What if it was the rest of the podcast? Just Willie Nelson. <laughs> Let's get sued. Let's do it. We're going to try to get Lucas on the pod. So I've been listening to a lot of different music. I, I could, I need to get more on the playlist thing because I just love music. I love music. Okay, cool. Thank you for the question. We're never going to, we're going to be a four hour podcast. Here's kind of a, it's a really interesting question. Comes from Southeast London golfer. Okay. Do you think RGC apparel is actually affordable and for everyone? It's kind of a loaded question. I mean, nothing's actually affordable. Like, I mean, and also like, look, there's no secret, dude. Like we live in a, a commercial society. You don't need anything. You don't need shit to go play golf, right? Most golf courses, you don't need a collar. So you don't and you don't need to go buy the random golf club shit. All of it is for free. The point is, you go listen to the podcast, you go watch the videos. You're a member. You don't need to go do anything. But if you want to, go ahead. Is it affordable? I mean, that's such a relative question. Our mark that we try to hit is 20% lower than anyone else in the space. And, you know, what we have to do there to make that happen is ultimately come up with creative ways of you know, making products that are functional, that make you happy when they arrive at your door and you feel good wearing when you go to the golf course and that stand up to the test of time and perform well under the, I guess, vicissitudes of the game of golf, which is obviously a lot of stretching. Um, but yeah, I absolutely do think they're affordable. I mean, I'm holding in my hands right now, like I've got a Peter Millar polo. It's 110 $110 is a lot for a polo when all you're going to do is sweat in it. And uh, it's a logo. It's got abandoned dunes. Abandoned dunes on it. It's actually it's actually a really nice polo. I like it. It's nice and thin. It's actually very close to our sunset polo that we we didn't you know we 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 modeled it slightly after this polo. But you know like I think the the goal is that yeah they are affordable. Obviously they're not as inexpensive as the Amazon clothing. Which honestly by all means buy that shit. But also just know that like you know. They're able to do that because of what they call economies of scale. We are not able to do that, unfortunately. But, you know, maybe we'll get there eventually. And also, our prices might even go up because we'd prefer to make our clothing in places that are closer to home and maybe made with fabrics that are more and more sustainable. In the beginning, our goal was to make products that were as financially um, accessible as possible. And, uh, you know, we always want to fulfill that goal for our community and our members. But we also now want to start fulfilling another goal, which is to leave the planet in a better place than we found it. Um, that may end up with having products that cost a little more, but ultimately we're, you know, never going to be the type of company that's just going to charge a bunch because we made a cool drawing. Um, I've shopped at those stores. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, the problem that I'm trying to solve when I got into golf was, dang, why is it all? It's so expensive and it's even more expensive. What? <laughs> you go play basketball and no one cares what you wear. 
No one asks you if you made a reservation. They don't even care if your ball's inflated. You know what I mean? You just show up and you can practice. So golf's already got just so many points of transaction that we just wanted to make it like fun, personalized, and yes, more affordable. So thank you for your question. I got to change something about, I think it was listening to that song got heated up my core body temperature. You going for the Peter Millar? Are you going to put it I'm on? I'm going to put on a Peter Millar just to be in festive season. The purple Peter Millar golf polo. By the way, we're sitting in my closet, just for, just for the record. Yeah, he doesn't always have a Peter Millar band and dunes polo uh, within arm's reach. Which would you choose? No more golf or no more filmmaking? I hate whoever asked this question. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta shout him out. Uh, this one is from Leonidas. Here's the thing. I would have to choose no more golf. It's, it sounds terrible and it sounds tragic, but look, at the heart of it all, I'm I'm a filmmaker. That's what I bleed. You know, if you cut me, I care about story. And look, golf is a story. It's not the it's not the storytelling device. I would be I would be miserable if I didn't have filmmaking. Would you say, I mean, it's already kind of for a lot of golf content creators a choice that they're faced with because if you're so focusing on the filmmaking, it's harder and harder to just play the golf. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, and that's, and look, I've said it, it, there's a one, there's kind of one thing that was, we were lucky enough at Random Golf Club to have differentiate us from a lot of the other people in the space, which was that for 30 years, I was just a filmmaker and a photographer. And then I got into golf. So I was truly coming to golf from everyone's perspective. I wasn't coming at filmmaking from a golfer's perspective, which is where most of the YouTubers are at. And look, I, I think there's a lot of people doing some incredible things. Clearly, our numbers are not the highest, not even close. But I'm very proud of our production value and our storytelling like depth. So I, I've, I feel very good about everything we're doing. And we're not interested in being terribly viral. We're interested in telling stories that provide an opportunity to like learn or feel feel something. So, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's just for me, it's just filmmaking first and last. I didn't. I, there were a lot of filmmaking questions. A lot of be the ball questions. Oh, let's bring them on, guys. We're ready to go. This one from Mark, of course, asking the big one. When is it coming out? When is it coming up? Well, I've I've watched and listened now to the first 40 minutes of the edit as is, which means that, um, you know, after all of this process of going through the documentary that's currently in post-production about whether it's it's a documentary about trying to determine whether or not golf is a spiritual game. So if this is the first time you're hearing, hearing of Be The Ball, this uh, is kind of what spawned it all. It's what brought the PGA Tour into some awareness of who I was because they were interested in suing me for using their footage, which I was a bit scared of. And then the next day they called back, and I was like, I know, I know, I know, I need to take the video down. And they were like, no, 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 we want to hire you. And I was like, hire me for what? I was like, a drug mule? Because I'm open to it. No, they were like a host. I was like, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, they <laughs> would you do a drug mule? If How much would it take to drug mule? It, I'd probably need some of the ayahuasca in <laughs> transit. <laughs> Come on. How much would it take to bring over like uh, to bring over like a like a like a dick, dick size of heroin? I mean, if I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a dual citizen, so. If you I got was a backup plan, if I was coming from the north, I'd do it. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean coming from the north? Like if I was coming from Canada, if I could sneak it in from Canada. Oh, okay. Because wh- where's your other citizenship? Canada. Oh, so they would just send you back to Canada? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. 
I think that's how the law works. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, this is a huge assumption. But you didn't tell me the dollar value. What does it cost? What does it cost for JoJo to smuggle drugs? I just have to know. <laughs> Q&A gone bad. Yeah, I think it would have to be over over $5 million. $5 million? Yeah. No fucking way is anyone going to pay you $5 million bucks to bring in like $10,000 worth of heroin. If it's the good stuff? No, I mean, I would probably do it. I would probably do it for right now. I don't know what I would do it for right now, but I tell you what. When I was 19, you that was you had me at a good price. You had me at Bitcoin at like negative 20 cents. Here's the thing. Obviously, I'd do it for less. But a number that I would do it for yeah. is $5 million. What's the lowest number? I, we'd have to do it. Like I wouldn't know until... It was in front of me. So we went to Japan to shoot the uh, hole-in-one video, hole-in-one insurance video. I came back from that. What We had a guy on that job with me, sweetest guy ever, hammered the whole trip, drunk. Like, literally woke up in the morning, and I was like, uh, hey, man, you ready to go? And he was like, right down the hall. And I was like, have you been asleep? He's like, no, nah, I just got home. And I was like, "You just it's 6 a.m. Like, what have you been doing all night? He's like, I went out. I was like, oh, cool. That's kind of awesome, I guess. What the fuck are you doing? Like we're here to work, you know, and like, and then I got over close to him. I was like, "Oh dang, you, you, you maybe just have been still drinking. Like you still smell like you've been drinking." Fine, he's a great guy. Like got the job done. I never even really thought about it again. And then I got home back to uh, the studio where I was unpacking all of the gear, which I own. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm opening up the bags, and I look in one of the bags. And I'm like, "That's weird." I'm like, "That looks like a bag of cocaine." Dude, there was a fucking bag of cocaine in my ba- in my equipment that has my name on it, and I uh, and I didn't know what to do, and I was just like, man, I guess I'm glad we were in Japan. First of all, that's not a small thing over there. Even weed is a big deal. That's like never coming back, and this was like my first trip, I think. So it would have been really tragic. All those four other trips, I wouldn't have been able to go on. The USGA would have been like, can you come host our summit? And I'd been like, uh, if it's in Japan, no. If it's anywhere but Japan, yes. And anyway, so I didn't know what to do, so I just never called him and never spoke about it. And he was like, yo, when are we working together, when are we working together again? And I was like, I guess whenever I have a job in the United States. It's <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just imagining you in a Japanese jail, yeah. and they're they're asking you for bail or something. And you just have the certificate that says hole in one insurance. And you're like, I have this. <laughs> Does this cover this? Snort, snort in one. Yeah. I have a hole in one nostril. Uh- <laughs> no. <laughs> this next question comes from Shane Wood. Next question comes from Shane Wood. Favorite golf product, favorite non golf product of uh, the past year? Whoa. Um, favorite golf product. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I really, you know, we we came out with our RGC shoes this year, and I really fell in love with the Tomo RGC shoe. I also found that uh, I now realize like I need a waterproof shoe, so we started looking at waterproof shoes, and I found a waterproof shoe that I love, and uh, it's not in this room right now, but it's the G four shoe. Kind of looks like dressy. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like a broy shoe, but I kind of like it. Like it's it kind of looks it kind of looks like I'm trying to be fancy. You got a picture of it pulled up? You're pulling it up? G4 golf shoe. Yeah, I guess. Oh, with the skeletons on the bottom? Uh, I don't like the skeletons on the bottom, but they just happen to be there. 
So I found this shoe, and I really like. How much is it? One thirty on the website. Yep. Oh, they're on sale right now. Not honestly, and I hate G Four as a brand, and I hate the people that work at G Four. They're honestly total. Honestly, like they're actually jerks. But like, <laughs> and go ahead, don't cut this out. Because seriously, I'm not going to at all. I'm just, I'm dying. I, sorry, to, if you're listening, I'm dying because I was thinking in my head, wow, we're really giving them some free advertising. No, no, they're honestly clowns. But like, I like the product enough, which says almost more than just if they had paid me to say something. But they have not, they've paid me negative. I think they've, I've paid them. I bought the shoes fair and square at the pro shop. Actually, no, they were given to me. But. It was not by G4. It was someone else randomly gave them me. Anyway, that, I love putting those on. I think I feel like, uh, you know, I just feel kind of dressy in them, which I kind of like. And then favorite non-golf product? Uh, Man, I got a pair of cowboy boots. I mean, two pieces of footwear. Can I do that? Yeah, you can do that. Got a pair of cowboy boots. Uh, So Forrest, our just promoted VP of operations, big deal Forrest Riddle. Um, how much did that warm your heart, Jojo? Applause is happening in the podcast in the background. <laughs> well deserved. Anyway, he's been working with us for a year, and so he, he was doing e-commerce management, and now he moved into VP of operations. Which, if you, I don't, I the last corporate job I had was like I was cooking fries at McDonald's, so I don't know what the titles mean, but I do know that it means that he's high up in the organization, and I got to watch out because he might try to kill me now. But other than that, um, he, uh, why was I bringing him up? Well, his wife, Bonnie, works for Tecovas, and they make boots. They're an Austin-based boot company. And so I bought a pair of Tecovas, non-golf. Honestly, I just like, I like, I kind of just, I'm just kind of just a shoe junkie. What'd you, what'd you go for? Square toe? I went for the Roy. Okay. Which is, uh, no, it's a, it's a quite a pointy toe. It's kind of a dress boot. It's got a zip side, which means that it's kind of tighter, so you can put a tighter pant on it. Um, and I got it in gray, which is actually just kind of like a light brown. Beautiful pair. Could you swing in them? Golf swing? Yeah. I don't know, but I could try. I could try to rope some cattle. That's why I'm. I'm. I mean, I've seen a lot of Yellowstone. I'll. I'll be the first to admit I'm a complete poser. But you know, at some point you're not posing. You know. There were a lot of shoe questions. There were some Tomo questions. Oh, cool. A lot of Australian questions. Australia wants meetups. Australia wants Tell me about shoes. <clears throat> you got any messages for? Honestly, a lot of Australian. Here's the thing, Australia. Shows. Australia, you want to know what? I'm coming. Jojo, do you know this? I'm, I just hope I'm going. I don't know. No one's going. I'm going alone. I'm going alone, dude. As soon as they open up the border and Stuart's vaccinated, I'm getting on a plane and going to Melbourne, and we're going to meet there, and we're going to go on the biggest bromance ever. Come find us. It'll be totally disorganized. Maybe, Jojo, maybe you can come. I don't know. I don't know what the flights are going to be like, but it's not a work trip. It's just me. Re- fucking 24 months I've been away from this cat my best friend in the world, and it's just completely fucked. So the goal really is to spend like 7 to 14 days just like, you know, just like carrying each other around, you know, just basically piggybacking as much as possible. Well, uh, Andrew McMillan would certainly love if you brought some extra Tomos to Australia. Yeah, I mean, fine. I'll I'll illegally bring some untaxed goods into the country to hand off. Like, I'll figure it out. No, we got to work on a Australian store. I mean, look, guys, the small and the short of it is that, like, uh, I don't have an answer for you, so I'm not prepared to answer any questions about international shipping, but <laughs> I want to solve it, and we are going to solve it. I will say the one thing we can solve is events, and we have a plan to make a plan. I know that sounds really lame, 
But it's the best I can say right now is we have a plan to make a plan where we're going to basically develop an event strategy for 2022 that really is going to turn this thing into a true drug running operation. Wait, that was a Freudian slip. What I meant to say was <laughs> we're going to have a lot of golf events and, uh, you know, you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to carry anything that you don't want to. I got uh, more international related questions, travel questions. This one jumped out at me. Sparky Healy, any plans for an unofficial guide to golf in Wales? Wait, is that a joke? No, that's a real question. That's weird. Okay, everybody, hold on. We're going to be right back. Commercial, and we'll be right back. Wait, Sparky, how do you know about the Wales unofficial golf guide? This is weird. Should I find his Instagram account? I don't know. I mean, I, it's too soon to say, but like, we were going to go do an unofficial golf guide in Wales. We were also going to go do a breaking the old course and a breaking Mirfield because the open and the 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 women's open are going to be at Mirfield and the old course. So yes, the answer is hopefully April May. We're headed over to the UK and we are just footloose, fancy free, up late, up early, probably sleeping in castles. You know, that's the goal. It blew my mind. He even capitalized unofficial guide to golf in Wales. Yeah, he must know something. Yeah, we got a mole. He's hacked our server. Yeah. I like it. Hire him. I got a – can he run podcasts? <laughs> How much does he want to carry over – okay, never mind. Um, I got a breaking series question for you. Okay. Your dream breaking series professional golfers. What? Wow. Okay. Um. Wow. Dream breaking series pro golfers. Well, I will say, like, I'm not. This is a bit of a trick question, and I did not enjoy Bryson versus Brooks at wherever the place they played at. Like, I thought that was honestly some of the worst. Con that I would rather just watch an hour of YouTube ads than watch that. <laughs> like, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I like Bryson. I like Brooks. I like golf. What's the problem? So obviously, the Breaking Series is a much more elevated experience. We all know that. Um, Mainly by the simple logic of we have the opportunity to cut because it's in post. But obviously this match they have to bet on that's a huge function of the financial breakdown of the gambling of it. So you can't have a gambling match that's aired later. I understand all these things kind of. Um, professional? I mean, I want to see Finau up in the mix. You know what I mean? I kind of want to just see like RGC alums. You know what I mean? I want to see Finau. I want to see Brandon Stone. He's fun. I want to see um, I want to see Lee Westwood. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, who would else be really good? Uh, so Brandon Stone, Lee Westwood, Finau. I mean, it would be Fratelli or it would be uh, Kang. Like Daniel Kang would be pretty fun. Uh, the only problem is that I don't know their yardages and stuff, but I mean Finau's bombing it. I think it'd be cool to see them play a weird course like yeah. Mirfield or like um, some course where they can't like even hit driver or something. You know what I mean? Um, that's tight as hell where the rough is just like psycho. Northwood. <laughs> they would slice that place up. I don't think they would even have a problem with that place. I think it would need to be it would need to be like for it to be kind of interesting. You know what I would want to see them play is like. Royal Aberdeen on like the windiest fucking day ever. 
because that's the tight course that's got like a bunch of pops and mounds. So they could hit a great one right down the middle of the fairway, and then it's just like boing, and it just like goes into the rough or into a pop bunker, and it's like and it's like I don't think the wind. It doesn't ever get too. No, there is like a wind farm right off of the river of the uh, coast. Anyway, some weird course in Scotland. That would be sick. And they would all have to wear Scottish material, like tartan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Finau, yeah. you know, it looks so good. No it? Nike logos. Yeah. Uh, this is a question from Derek Rivoli. This is a, a, an educational question. How can this is just, I'm going to make it for ambassadors in general and chapter members. If you're a chapter member, how can you better help your uh, your RGC chapter? This one's in Portland. Um, well, reach out to the ambassador, make, you know, make some contact there and see what you can do. If your ambassador isn't, uh, you know, isn't getting back to you, uh, DM the RGC account and we're going to, you know, we can help you out there and maybe replace the ambassador. But most of our ambassadors are really in good standing and very helpful and just basically try to help out, you know, having a co-chair, having a co-ambassador, having some help scheduling events. Um, and honestly, I think just stay tuned. We are about to launch. Uh, Jojo, can you mark down this as a to-do list here? What I'm about to say doesn't exist yet. Okay. Don't worry. You can leave it in the pod, though. Can you can you make sure that we do a meeting where we explain a little bit further about how this is Derek Rivoli, how people like Derek can get involved with their local ambassadors, and so we need to create a page on the website and maybe even some material on social media about how. A Q&A, more or less, an FAQ about how we can tackle this. Because um, this is on the tip of our tongues as we round the corner of the you know bookends of the year. 2022, a lot of our focus is on events and communities. So, um, you know, problem we're looking to solve, and we could use your help solving it. So thank you for the question, Derek, and the offer. This one, I was, I'm really interested in your answer to this question. It comes from B. Matt. Do golf prank videos help the game? And they used Nelk. I don't know if you're familiar with Nelk. Not familiar. This is a YouTube group. And they go and they they do lots of weird things at golf courses. You know, they yell in people's ears. Basically, they, they try Hilarious. to disrupt people's lives at golf courses. Hilarious. Do these prank videos, are they good for the game or bad for the game? I mean, that's hard to say. I think that they're probably not bad for the game. Unless the golfers like turn around and make themselves look like assholes, like the guys at Wingfoot, but you know, also fuck them. So like, I don't, I don't know that there's really anything that the game can express that's actually bad for itself, aside from any isms, really. Um, you know, I think ironically, if you go back to the Justin Thomas f bomb at Kapalua. When you looked into the comment sections of that moment in time, it seemed like it was right down the middle. Half of the people thought, no problem, no problem. The other half were like, big problem, big problem. So it seems like progress or no progress, half of the people will agree that there is a problem. And half of the people will agree that there is not a problem. So whether prank videos, in my opinion, I'm not a fan personally. In my opinion, uh, there are some that are funny. But I don't really watch them. Most of those accounts are muted on my shit. Because for me, golf is like already enough of like, look, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I'm like 11 years every day, all day into this shit. So for me, I don't really get any entertainment or education or inspiration from a golf prank video. 
all I get from it is like a waste of my fucking time. Now, again, I'm jaded. You might be like, this is hilarious. And I'd be like, honestly, more power to you. I see why you would feel that way. But to me, <laughs> I'm just not into it. Is it bad for the game? The thing you need to realize to say something like, is it good or bad for the game? That is literally a, that is a, uh, a that is a, 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 a binary, that is a binary question that has to be asked with every person that ever sees anything. It's impossible to say. So like for each person, they have a yes or a no button. So is that bad for the game? It could be a bunch of yeses. It could be a bunch of noes. It's probably somewhere in between. But I have the feeling like using golf as the brunt of a joke is honestly really good for the game. Golf takes itself way too seriously. So overall, my verdict is good for the game. Yeah, and there has to be a difference between bad for the game and bad for the status quo, right? Exactly. Good for the game probably means bad for the status quo. 100%. We made a prank video. It's not out yet. What is it called? Cousin Mark at Pinehurst. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's right. He <laughs> pretended to be a caddy. But that wasn't like messing with people. No. Like, I don't think I could ever make the content where we're like messing with people. Like, nope. I, like I don't know. Here's all I will say is like any video where you potentially purposely get someone angry in order to make entertaining content, I'm not into it. And honestly, um, uh, What's the account? Uh, there was some account um, that I had to that I had to unfollow because it was like one of them was like a girl doing a wheelie on a motorcycle and then it dragged her down the block and everyone was like crazy and I'm like, dude, this is not funny. Like, she got hurt. Like OG, like Tosh by No stuff. No, it wasn't Tosh. It was uh, I can't remember the name of the account. It started with a D. I don't know. It was a name. I I I, I don't. But know. you had to turn it off. Yeah, because it just was like it was just like. Dude, we're humans, man. That's like, how how do you not have the empathy where you feel what you see? I don't know. That sounds painful. Oh, you know what's a good example? Someone tried to fuck me with the, uh, you know, the uh, rattlesnake joke. Like the fake snake? Yeah. You know those guys? Like they tie, they like tie, they tie a fake snake to you when you're not looking, and then they say, oh, that's turn around. one of them. That's one of them. Yeah. But that, but before that, it was a hiss a lot, and that was PGA memes. This guy Travis first started out with hiss a lot. And it was a fake snake that he would sell to golfers that he would put like by the golf bag. Someone tried to do that to me once. And I remember I was like, I saw the snake and I pretended not to notice it. And then I could see them looking and I was like, this is going to be funny. And I think at one point I just walked to them and was like, hey, I think you left your snake over there. <laughs> do you have a golf wildlife story that jumps to mind? Anything you ever see? We saw some kangaroos in Australia. I mean, you know, I think uh, golf wildlife. I mean, the truth is like, the best golf wildlife is that just just whenever you feel that connection to an animal and the sun is about to set and you realize that you both experience the same weather, that's when it's really special. And you're like, man, you and I, like, I may have a house and a car, but we're out here together, right? <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> hey, my, my like, you know, uh, <laughs> den has some electricity going on. You know, we're recording a podcast and it's dark out. If you go out and play in Austin and in the summer and the evenings, if you're on some of the courses, just a million deer. Yeah, a lot of deer. Just come out. It's like they don't think that they can get hit. Catch a fox or two. Here's one from Kevin D4. Hair care routine. 
I started using uh, this like $8 pomade. It's called Dove. I can't remember the name of it. Is it just like, I always thought you just did the American Psycho routine every morning. Uh, no. We'll use, so there's, there's a couple things in there. One is I never wash it. Two is I, I take a shower before I go to bed. And then I don't, and then when I wake up, it looks perfect. But perfectly fucked up. You have, you have to let go of wanting hair that looks good. And then all of a sudden it starts to look okay. And then if you wear a hat for like a couple hours, it'll straighten itself out. But if you want a curly, just don't wear a hat. It's like a t-shirt with the tuxedo image on it, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? When it's like, I don't have a tuxedo, but I have a t-shirt that looks like a tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how you do it. You yeah. just stop caring completely. And because you're not going to wash it, it's going to start to smell bad. And you have to push through the three weeks. The three-week period, in the first three weeks of not washing it, is it's going to get very, very oily. And you're going to look homeless. And you're not going to smell very good. But if you just take a little bit of soap and run it through your hair, it'll start to smell a little better. And then once you get past the three-week period, your scalp will stop producing all that much oil. And then at some point, it'll be fine. And you will just I'll wash it twice a year, and you're fine. If you if you shaved your head right now, how long would it take you to get back to, to this height? Yeah. Mm, six months, nine months. That's not bad. Not bad. It's pretty long right now. It's pretty long. I could almost do a ponytail, which is maybe the longest it's ever been. I'm not giving up. I'm going all the way. I'm not going to cut my hair until Lucas Nelson's on the pod. He's got great hair. He's my inspo. Great hair. Yeah. Let's play another Willie Nelson song. I'm kidding. Actually, I've got a great, I've got a great Lucas Nelson song. I mean, for me, it's. I'm going to do this to manifest him coming on the show. It's uh, turn off the news and start a garden. From Lucas Nelson. Yeah, you ever hear that song? No, dude. This is the song. You ready? He's got a great voice. Again, reminder, this is not a... We're playing this song because of a hair inspiration. Just want to remind you guys. It all connects. Yeah. Also, Lucas, huge golfer. Would be great on the pod. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Imagine having hair as good as his. Do you miss concerts? Uh, I wasn't ever really a big concert guy. I don't like crowds. I feel like the music's usually better on your phone. We talked about this before. Yeah. Your first I don't drink, really, you know. Billy Joel, right? Billy Joel. Madison Square Garden, 16 years old. I mean, epic. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty big a first epic. It's a pretty big first concert. Yeah. They did the, you know, Goodnight Saigon mm -hmm. with the helicopter blades? I thought there was a helicopter in the building. Like, I thought there was a problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I like a concert, you know. I just hate crowds. I'm not a crowd guy anymore. Yeah, no, I'm not big into crowds. Unless it's a crowd on a whole. Yeah, me If up. it's a crowded golf hole, I'm in. But if it's a crowded concert venue, I'm like, ah. Okay, I got a hard segue tour for you. Hard. This is from Seb. He said, take this anywhere you like. What would you consider the greatest honor in life? Uh, it's a tough one. It's trick. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of an unfair question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Fucking Seb. <laughs> Seb from England? It would not be possible, but I'm just going to take this wherever I'd like as I was instructed. It would be to somehow be able to watch your own funeral and to see that the people that came felt you were kind and they talked about you as being kind and somehow they were able to extract something from the way you lived your life and made decisions with your time. That would be, you know, that would be an honor. Albeit impossible. Well, we don't know, I guess. 
I know that Keanu Reeves was asked once what happens when we die. And he sat there just like you for a while. And then he said, the ones who love us will miss us. And I don't know. It's yeah. I love that perspective of looking around as opposed to looking at yourself at the end. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing to get. You can, you're no one ever, no one ever goes to die and says, man, I wish I'd spent more time on my company. Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> wish we'd gotten one more in. One more episode. We could have gotten to a thousand. <laughs> It'll be a deathbed Q&A, don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Peyton Phelps, favorite Robert Trent Jones golf course trail. Oh, dang. He put me on the trail, though. I wanted to go outside the trail. You can go outside the trail. I'm going outside the trail. Montauk Downs. Walk me through it. Man, it's just a beautiful course out on the edge of Long Island, public state course. Um, you know, I mean, look, I was playing it back before I knew about golf holes and strategy and architecture and history, and I didn't know who Tillinghast was, and I didn't know any of it. But I know that I played that course, and this, the light out there, you know, there's all these artists that lived out there, Jackson Pollock and they all talked about how the light out there was really special because you're on like the first part of where the light hits America, you know? That'd be a great book for a real conservative person. <laughs> America. Dawn. Uh, dawn. <laughs> American Dawn. That'd be a good one. I'd like American Dawn. I'd read American Dawn. By Philip Roth. American <laughs> Dawn. Honestly, Goodbye Columbus, one of my favorite books. Goodbye Columbus. Philip Roth. Yeah. I, I, it's you know one, it. It's the one I haven't read. Whoa, it's a short one, dude, and it takes place right near where I grew up in New Jersey. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's about a Jewish kid who grows up in New Jersey and dates a Christ a Catholic girl, Christian girl, and there's all of this like it's a very it's it's not anti-Semitism, but it's like assimilating Judaism and Christianity together in the town right next to where I grew up, and it's this kind of like there's a really passionate summer of love between these two people, and here's this like poor Jewish guy trying to fit into this like wealthy waspy well I guess waspy incorporates the word wealth no no it doesn't actually wealthy waspy life and he's like in the dream and then she's like I gotta go yeah goodbye Columbus great book and Montauk anyway Montauk yeah Robert Trent Jones similar place actually but the lighting was really pretty and I've and I've just I remember that was a time of exploration for me because like I you know, I didn't have any shot of playing any of these private courses out there. Like, I, I didn't even know what Shinnecock or National or any of these courses were. I just knew Montauk Downs was dope, and if you showed up late enough, it was affordable. <laughs> it was like $32, you know what I mean? And I loved it. There was no houses on it, and it was just a walk through the woods. And probably if I went back, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of dumpy, or like, it's not as magical as I remember. Maybe I need to go back. Course vlog, maybe. Maybe that's a great Whoa, maybe that'd be fun to do course vlogs from my, like, from starting golf. Wow, Dunes course? Um, yeah, wow, I was just there. Should have done it. Fuck. <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Ah, it was time off. We'll go back. Got a question from Ray Valdez. Yeah. Thank you, Ray, for giving us excuses to talk about this. Can we get an F1 season preview in March? Wants your take on the uh, 2022 season. You happy to talk about 2022? Uh, 2021 has been completely embargoed. <laughs> I, w I will do no talking about 2021. <laughs> Eric and I watched the Austin race. Robbed! <laughs> Completely robbed. Uh, just like, how can it all come down to one lap? There's no way that it comes down to one lap. Tell me this. 23 races, 
average 60 laps per race, that's like almost 1,200 laps, come down to one lap, two laps, fuck that. Absolutely fucked. Sorry, I'm done. Whether you're a Lewis fan or not, I am a Lewis fan. I would feel bad if that's the way Lewis beat Max. And you know Christian would feel hella bad. There's no way. Christian would be out there murdering people. Someone would die. Toto would be dead. But actually, Toto, I think, is he was born with like a bulletproof vest. Me and my me and Stuart have like this whole running joke about Toto and how he's just like a porn star, basically. Just like I mean, can I say that on the pod? Yeah. I can say that, right? We we just think he's got he's got very BDE. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just walking around like I'm fine with it. Good looking Austrian man yeah. like that. I don't know how tall he is because everyone just looks so small next to him. <laughs> it's just like he's like eight feet tall. I've seen highlights of him trashing his Bose headset. Oh yeah. And people next to him <laughs> pretending to trash their Bose because they can't do it. So they they pretend to take it off and then they throw an air headset on the ground. <laughs> it's like six hundred bucks, dude. Yeah, and he doesn't care. Dude, you know he's a racer too. You know, I mean, he has the whole thing. Love anyway. to have him on the pod. Yeah. Oh my. God. I would be. I wouldn't even know what to say. I would be like Toto. Tell me how to do this. I don't. I have no idea what I'm doing. Anyway, yeah, I'd love to talk about 2022. We're talking about getting Damon Hill on the pod. DM him. Everyone, hit up Damon Hill and tell him to go join. Do my show. I'm sure you get this question. Mm, you don't want that question. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want that question. Favorite course you've ever played? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this changes always for people. From Andy C. What's your favorite club in the bag right now? Um, favorite club in the bag right now. I was actually just looking at my favorite club in the bag right over there. And it's a seven iron that we got from a manufacturing partner. We're talking about maybe making some clubs. Wow. And the seven iron is the first sample that I got. Have you swung it? Yeah, I almost had a fucking hole-in-one with it, remember, at the, at the little meetup we did. Oh, yeah. I was like two feet away. So now I only play par threes that are 165 to 168 yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pretty sick club. What do you think most people's favorite club is? Uh, most people's favorite club? Yeah, if you had to guess. It's probably an eight iron. I love my eight iron. Yeah. What is yours? Butter. Putter. Potter. That's the that's that's how you know you're talking to a man. <laughs> I know people I know a lot of people who switch their putters up. They'll get angry at it if they're having a bad day. Yeah. And they want to hit a different putter. Wonder what that's like. <laughs> oh god. I'm like just hiding all my putters behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ah. yeah. I know what you mean. I can't say goodbye to it. I know yeah. it's not the paintbrush. It's the artist. Boom. I mean, see, there's a man. Responsible. You know, you're a very responsible guy. Poor. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and just lack of funds. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about one more question sure. from Cal? Love it. What's the hardest part of starting over or starting a new chapter in life? Very early year kind of question again. Did we talk about this on the last episode where Stuart and I talked about the be the ball edit from 10 years ago. And he said, what advice would you give to yourself? No, we didn't actually bring it up. So I was watching be the ball and I sent some of it to Stuart, who was there when we filmed some of the early scenes, which were filmed about 10 years ago. And it's old. Like you can see, like it's old. Like I look different. The camera looks different. The clothing looks different. Like it's all different. And he was like, man, 
He's like, that's crazy. I was FaceTiming him after he watched the 10-minute clip. And he was like, man, that's crazy, dude. He's like, dude, that was so long ago. He's like, um, I just kept thinking while I was watching it, like, what would you now say to you then if you could have a conversation? And I immediately burst into tears because I just realized that the last 10 years of my life have been filled with a lot of chapter beginnings and endings. And I think that's the hardest part is that when you question, Cal, your question starts with, you know, what what's the hardest part of starting a new chapter? It's dealing with the ending of the previous chapter. You know, you, you're kind of not including the most problematic part of that experience. Potentially. For me, right? It may not be the same for everybody else. But no matter what, you still have to, you owe some level of grief and, like, closure to whatever you were doing. Otherwise, you're just, you know, I mean, fine. I'm a poet, though. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, like, excited to bleed. So, like, that's fine. But that may not be everybody. But, um, you know, there's some, you know, it's kind of like, <clears throat> what's the hardest part of starting a new hole? It's going into it with confidence, right? And and complete abandon. This is the hole. If this is the last hole you play, what will you wish you would have done? What is it, JoJo? I tell you... This hole is the last hole you will play. What will you what 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 can you do that will have made you happy? I would be taking a a long walk. Like I would I would see the hole. Yeah. Why don't you do that every time? <laughs> I'm in such a rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even you personally, but we. Yeah. We all are. Why are they taking so long? That's the funniest thing that I hear on the golf course. Why are they taking so long? It's like by the way, you're trying to get away. <laughs> you're in like no one was ever in high school saying man this lunch break is sure taking a while <laughs> you know what i mean like what i don't it? know it's 18 yeah 18 holes on a golf course are uh 18 opportunities to to think you're in line for a plane when you're actually in the air yeah exactly so yeah the hardest part about the new chapter is like also i mean you know when you when you switch gears and change into something new you know, you have to make sure that you don't bring the old definition of success into the next chapter. Because if it really is a new chapter, write it like a new chapter. You know what I mean? Because your life, you know, you it may not even be a chapter. It might even just be a new fucking book, you know? So just being open-minded, I think, is one of the hardest things. You know, the true lot of spiritual authors and teachers say that the greatest gift that human was given was the ability to change your mind so if you have an opportunity in your life to take advantage of that ability go for it because that's what you watch a movie for right you watch a movie to see some fucking person change their mind to learn something to change to do something different right if they don't you don't care right die hard Die hard. Yeah, he changes his mind. When does he change his mind? You think it's about him killing Germans. Oh, yeah. But really, it's about him accepting that he made a mistake with his wife, Holly Gennaro, Holly McLean. At the end, when he's about to die, he says in the in the walkie-talkie, he says, look, if I don't make it out of here, tell Holly that I'm sorry and that I should have just been more accepting of her new job offer and I should have just... 
I, sh- I should have been more happy for her. But instead, I behaved like an idiot and a baby. That's, what the, that's why you care about John McClane. Otherwise, it's any other movie. So that's, that's the key, is, is that we can change our minds. And that's in every movie ever. It's a Wonderful Life. Every, everything. That's what it has. And honestly, Tiger Woods even has it. And that's what might be what makes him the hero that we watch. You know, maybe. Whatever. It's all there. So the hardest part about starting a new chapter is, yo, changing your mind is hard. That's why they make movies about it. But you can do it. <laughs> Should we do another question? Change my mind. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a pretty good one. No, we'll circle back. Let's. Uh, we, we got more questions that we can do another time, right? Yeah, we have another 40, 50. Cool. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for writing in the questions. And definitely, uh, you know, sorry if we didn't get to yours this time. We'll always keep doing Q&A pods. And um, a lot of new shakes coming out from Random Golf Club Radio. And uh, yeah, if you come by Austin, please check out the Austin headquarters. We're very excited. 757 Shady Lane. Uh, come one, come all. Honestly, maybe we won't even be open, but honestly, if you come by, I'm sure we can find someone to give you a tour. We'd love to say hi and show you around what's about to happen down there. Any other updates? RGC.radio, please tell us who you'd love to hear on. Boom. I love that. Sir. Sir. <laughs> I'm looking up. We got, um, there's some uh, pants coming out pretty soon, so check out for the RGC uh, website for some pants coming out later this month. Performance pants, we're happy with those. It's really nice. Do you like doing these Q&As? Yeah, they are nice. Did you know the last time you did a Q&A? Uh, a year ago today, I don't know. I looked it up, yeah, Dubai bubble. Oh, right, yeah. That was fun. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I haven't cut my hair. No, I cut my hair in August. I'm not going to cut it for a while. Though. I'm not going to cut it until Lucas Nelson comes on the show. That's the rule. So, Lucas, if you made it this far. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I doubt you did, by the way. Just outside of Austin. All right, we'll see you all next week. Hi, as I've ever been.